Welcome to the Smug Film Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Clark. With me today is Jenna Ipcar. Oh, hello. I don't know what happened with that. Ooh, I, I was like trying it. to do something and I, I kind of abandoned it halfway and it, it turned into an interesting pronunciation. Just own it. I'm going to own it. And our special guest, Anthony Kapfer. You pronounced my name perfectly. I know. Anthony, you might remember he did a whole bunch of movie jokes for us during our, I guess you could call it our first season. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of, what got, happened there, guy? Things got a little hectic. Yeah. I, was, uh, I was I was, doing a bunch of shows. I was on the road a little bit. And then I, I just, mainly uh, laziness. I just was not good at following through with the jokes. Well, it ain't, it ain't exactly laziness. Anthony's a working comedian here in New York City and uh, traveling places as well. You've done stuff in uh, like Philly and Canada and... Uh, yeah. I was in Pittsburgh uh, recently at the Improv. Nice. Uh, I was in San Francisco maybe two, three months ago doing some stuff. So lay on like a, the best joke you got oh. right now. Yeah, what's oh. your what's your killer, <laughs> you oh, know, what's showstopper? The, what's the greatest <laughs> the greatest joke you've ever written? How about your favorite joke? How my about not necessarily your the best, but your favorite joke? My favorite joke that I've written. Okay, I like I like this one. Um, chocolate milk is like regular milk, doing blackface. There we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Succinct, nary a word extra mm-hmm. in the entire <laughs> joke right yeah. to the point clean that's a clean joke well clean. not it's not a clean <laughs> but, <laughs> joke, I, I but it's cleanly it's, constructed yeah but i but it's not a pro blackface joke either no so no it's an anti-chocolate <laughs> milk the joke. Court yeah. record show <laughs> yeah i like that one yeah that's a solid solidly constructed joke and uh, it's on my uh, it's on my my comedy EP available on iTunes. Yeah, let's plug it right away. <laughs> the uh, Anthony Capper EP on iTunes. You can buy it. What, it's like five bucks, six bucks. I think it's like two bucks. Two bucks. Yeah, you can't afford not to listen to it. <laughs> I mean, technically you can, but you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You should purchase it, and you can get that by going to iTunes. We don't profit in any way except for Anthony. I don't think I do either. Mostly goes to <laughs> mostly goes to comedy records. All right. <laughs> Well, they should still purchase it. You got to support Anthony, even if it's not monetarily. Yeah, just, just support him in theory by purchasing his things, even though he might not necessarily uh, benefit from it. If or you can't just, come to New York and pick him up, mm-hmm. buy his album. Yeah, or just think about me. You know, that's okay, too. I don't mind that. Yeah. Ideally, people should make the trek to New York City and uh, see you mm-hmm. live. Yeah. Performing. Doing them jokes real time. Real time. Not recorded. Yeah. Brand new. Sometimes brand new. Sometimes. If people want to make sure that what I'm doing is brand new, they could just heckle me. It's true. <laughs> and Get you that, off track. Yeah. In then, the moment. That's right. Listeners at home, if you come see Anthony, definitely heckle because you'll mm-hmm. he'll hear the most brand new material you'll ever hear in your life. Very specific Spont- to that situation. Exactly. Yeah. Can't really take it out of the club. No. It's going to be very spontaneous <laughs> and new. So Anthony's here today because we're going to be talking about the transition of comedians into becoming actors and becoming filmmakers. And we're going to be talking about that transition because, you know, Anthony, he's a comic. He has uh, aspirations of uh, making films. I know you're Mm -hmm. working on scripts and Mm -hmm. you, this is something you want to do. And funny enough, I've made films and I've been transitioning into comedy. So we're kind of on opposite ends, which is kind of like a cool, like a, uh, a yin yang that we're on right now. Maybe I'm the black one. Maybe he's the white one. I don't know. But, Doesn't uh, matter. 
It doesn't matter. It's a yin yang. And I love movies and I've done improv. So I'm nice. kind of there. All right. Uh, nice. Maybe the dots. <laughs> <laughs> You're the dots in the yin yang. Oh, yeah. And together, the three of us, a trifecta, an Illuminati pyramid forms there you go and uh mutates and shifts into a yin yang uh symbol yeah well one of those dots becomes the eyeball i guess that's right you're our eyes jenna's are our eyes and ears of this uh this swirling symbol i'm staring intensely at both of them right now nice. i'm very uncomfortable oh wow <laughs> that was a really intense stare jenna all right so let's talk about this a little bit obviously the most popular example of this is Woody mm -hmm. Allen, yes. who my my favorite filmmaker, and I always choose that word specifically, uh, filmmaker. I don't think he's my favorite director. Okay. I don't think he's my favorite writer. I don't think he's my favorite actor, but it all comes together. I find his filmography the most fun to explore. I had mm -hmm. more fun watching all his films than I did, you know, watching any other you know, big director, even favorites of mine, like Cassavetes or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was just more fun going through Woody Allen's decades. You know, even the stuff that people say is like not as good. When really? you watch it as a whole, there isn't really one that I just like absolutely don't like. There's this uh, TV one he did that I don't really count called uh, Don't Drink the Water, which was based off a play of his. And it, it was a bad TV production. It, he didn't really fit with it. It just wasn't a, the right vibe. He was clearly out of his element. And because it's technically TV, I don't really count that one. But as far as his, his actual filmography, I think it's flawless, not in that it's all perfect, but in that there isn't really one that's like just so bad that you can't watch it, at least for me. Like that's, that's my yeah. experience. I like, I think, yeah, I think, well, well, sorry, you can do it. No, you go first. Come on, yin yang, get it together. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Woody Allen better as a comedian. Did really? As a stand-up? Because I was gonna, I was right about to make the point that I think he's he's much better filmmaker than he ever was a comedian. I think yeah. he was a strong writer as far as writing comedy. I think when you see him perform those like short clips, he's he's doing a little too much. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but he doesn't even feel like himself. He feels like himself more on screen than I think he, yeah. he ever did in in stand-up. But well, let me modify it. It's not that I don't like his movies. I love Woody Allen's movies. But I like his comedic movies much more than I like his serious films. But you love uh, Another Woman. He does have a couple that yeah. I do like, and I do, but I do love his stand-up. I do think his stand-up is awesome. It, it's very, very good. I mean, you could put it up next to most of the guys doing it today. It's it, it's yeah. strong, but uh, and it's still that's one thing though. Definitely, is that if you listen to Woody Allen's stand-up, and it's it's hard because you get like a like famous comedians. A lot of comedians, and especially stand-up comedians, end up being sort of of their era in a way. Right. You know, like Lenny yeah. Bruce is very funny, but it's to listen to Lenny Bruce now with no knowledge and understanding of the time and the era, not as funny as, you know, you know, I don't know, whoever... Dane Cook. I don't know. I fucking whipped <laughs> that out of my ass. generation. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, that, well, not, not true. But you know what I mean? Like, so there, it's easier to look at people from our generation and immediately sort of connect with what they're talking about than to look back without yeah. any knowledge of it. Whereas Woody Allen, um, the majority of his stand-up jokes, you can still listen to today and yeah. still yeah. laugh at. I'd agree with that. I agree with it. But that style is kind of going away. The, the, the joke jokes. There's not as many big comedians doing joke jokes well speak for yourself sir <laughs> but I, a, I you know me and you we kind of we're keeping it alive a I'm little trying. bit yeah i'm yeah. trying to keep it alive we like jokes I, I love jokes and i love 
other stuff too. Like Louis C.K. doesn't really do joke jokes, mm-hmm. but I, I think he's great. People love Bill Burr. He's not doing joke jokes. No. That seems kind of what is going on now. Yeah. More it, than spoken uh, word. Yeah. Like yeah. a one man show. Absolutely. And that's the, any stuff done well is, is great. You know, people are doing it to the best of their ability. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter to me if it's Stephen Wright or George Carlin. I still hold yeah. them so high in such a high regard because they're doing what they do so well. They're, oh, yeah. They're so themselves, you know. You would never want Carlin to be doing just straight joke jokes. And you, no. you wouldn't want... Well, actually, Stephen Wright sometimes will go into long bits, and they're great, too. But you don't you don't expect, you know, a great one-man show thing from uh, Stephen Wright, which yeah. maybe he has that in him. Who knows? But of what he's done, I don't know. They're both on opposite ends, and they're, and they're both uh, some of my favorite comedians yeah but george carlin was almost he's he's the reason i almost never tried comedy interesting because uh he used to be on tv doing stuff a lot when i was a kid and uh, that's kind of the only i thought that was the only kind of comedy that existed so i i loved him but uh i wasn't you know when you're nine years old you're not that guy yeah so i was like well this is a cool thing that i'll never do <laughs> yeah i remember yeah feeling very similar to that and we kind of grew up in this this era where he was coming out with like one a year on HBO yeah. and it was this groove where it's just, it's so staggering and it's like, yeah. how can any one person do this? And it's just, it, it creates that, that great gap where you, you can't, it's impenetrable. You can't even conceive of like getting there with your own ability and being able to do what he does. And then of course you grow up a little bit and then you realize, Oh, I'll do my own yeah. thing. There's, there's more, things within that uh, that yeah. art form yeah there's other kinds of comedy alternative comedy yeah i didn't know that stuff existed i thought it was just carlin or nothing yeah oh man see i grew up on like monty python yeah. and then i kind of didn't realize that like stand-up was a thing for a long time mm. so then i was like the introduction to that and i was like oh but where's like you know the craziness you know <laughs> like, <laughs> right 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 <laughs> Yeah, why isn't somebody coming out in a dress and trying to buy a parrot or whatever? Well, yeah, well, why isn't like a, a horde of naked women chasing this guy down like a, a cliff? That'd know? be a hell of a live show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you found your niche in stand-up comedy. <laughs> Clearly, you found something that it's lacking that well, you can hopefully bring. My favorite stand-up or, well, my favorite, it's definitely like that sort of live show versus stand-up. You know, like the Mighty Boosh Live are hilarious. Mm-hmm. And like oh. even before they did... Their like live show after they had the established um, television show, and for those of you who do not know what the Mighty Boosh is, you must must watch that TV show. It is goddamn greatest voice of our generation. It's the best. It's Better wonderful. Than Dane Cook. Better than Dane Cook, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for the record, I have no interest in Dane Cook, but I think you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, for some reason, he came into my head before Louis C.K. I have no idea why. Because Anyhow, you like him better. Because, because I you love prefer. him. He's so good. <laughs> it's okay to have a preference. That's <laughs> yeah. fine. Everybody likes different things. Yeah. But, but Mighty Bush, before they even had a TV show, they actually had a radio show, which is also hilarious. That's but interesting. It seems like a lot of the British guys show. have like radio shows to start, like uh, Ricky Gervais, etc. Because England cares about radio. <laughs> <laughs> good yeah. point. Yeah. They do. I mean, like the BBC actively encourages. They still have radio dramas, which are wonderful. That's and now incredible. suddenly, like we're all pretending in the US that podcasts are like the new thing. Like, <laughs> n- like, nah. But anyhow, like before even their radio show, they had a live show that was also sort of like they'd get up there and each sort of take turn because they were both stand-up comedians, Noel Fielding and Julian Barrett. Mm-hmm. And then they met each other through stand-up and then they were like, let's just put on a crazy show. 
where they'd like come out in costumes and crazy shit and tell their like jokes individually and then like join up again and like that's the kind of stuff I really love. Right. And which isn't to say I don't love just normal stand up comedy. I mean, like for current people that are, that are, I think, exciting. John Mulaney is yeah, his, his recent one. Yeah. I guess it's probably a year or two old now, but that was a really, really strong one. Yeah, he's wonderful. Or Michael Ian Black. I love. Mm-hmm. I love Michael Ian Black. And the the state is like my it's my favorite sketch comedy show. Of yeah. All time. I mean. Oh, definitely. And I everybody mean, who came from that, they're yeah. still so good. Yeah. Yeah, you get Reno 911, you get yeah. Stella, you it's get that was great. All the David Wayne films. Yeah. Right. What Hot American Summer. That That's whole right. group. Uh, among other role models he did. <laughs> We're just going to list David Wayne movies now. David, like Wayne, David Wayne. Yeah, no, David Wayne. I know we've always talked about him on this show. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. I think everybody smug. Maybe not John D'Amico. I don't know. Does, but, I don't uh, think he likes comedy. I don't think he likes smiling. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who he is. All right. Way to listen to the show. <laughs> yeah. You'll have to go back to uh, every single episode ever and uh, oh. check one of those out. <laughs> Does he just not like me? He doesn't want to be here? No, I will say that I told John, I was like, we're going to do a comedy episode. He was like, yeah, I don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These are the ones we do without him, definitely. <laughs> the ones that don't involve uh, Jaws or um, the Mutiny on the Bounty movies. <laughs> those are ones we have to steer away from, John. Moby Dick. Moby Dick, yes. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's funny with comedians, too, I think. And, and you can see it now. It's still today is that they there seems to be very specific groups where people come from. And it's like uh, that the state was all NYU. Yeah, that was like that one group. Right. Uh, you have like, uh, you know, Second City, UCB now kind of not not so much with movies, but a lot of television and, and yeah. SNL. Yeah, definitely stuff. television. Uh, you know, the Cambridge Footlights is, you know, for England, also like the same thing as Second City, basically. Who's from there? Uh, Monty Python. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, uh, Emma Thompson, Hugh Laurie, Stephen Fry. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. And, and, uh, Richard Iowati, who to get slightly back on topic, your boy. Is, my, is totally my boy. He's awesome. Fantastic, uh, comedian. He used to do Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, which was also a live show for a while. And he was in the, the Footlights. I think he was a president of the Footlights or something. So basically the British are outpacing us tremendously, it seems. There was that period of time in like the early 2000s that was like amazing for British comedy. You had yeah. The Office, you had like Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant. You had Mighty Bush, you had Garth Marenghi, hmm. uh, Spaced. I can I, uh, kind of be included, even yeah, though that space. was in the nineties, but still IT crowd. <laughs> IT, IT crowd yeah. is Richard Iowati's in that. Look around you and yeah. Peter Serafinowitz, oh, yeah. Robert Look Pop, Pepper or whatever his name is. Or Yeah, Graham Linium who does who does um IT crowd, uh Father Ted. Oh yeah. Um jeez, I don't it's know. It's fucking staggering. And it uh, is. I mean, two of my favorite guys, uh uh, Rick Mayall and Adrian oh, Edmondson. the young ones. Yeah, right? young ones. And Bottom was always my big favorite, the two of them. They did that. Very good show. But yeah, I mean, the British are quite impressive. Well, Richard Iowati, <laughs> if you guys haven't checked him out, I, he's one of my favorite new directors. Uh, not that he's that really that new on the scene, but I mean, he, has, he is... He's had two movies come out recently, um, The Double and uh, Submarine. Did, mm-hmm. have, have either of oh, you seen those? I, think I, I haven't saw, seen either. I think I saw part of Submarine. Yeah, it's so. they're not really comedic movies, or they all have comedic elements. But um, I think he's a he's a great director, and with especially with The Double, which was that Jesse uh, Eisenberg 
like Nabokov or, or not right. Nabokov. It was it was a uh, Dostoevsky Kafka, Kafka or something. One of them. Great little movie, really bizarre, uh, surreal kind of flick, and really interestingly shot. I mean, he has such a very specific style, Richard yeah. Ayoade, and he hmm. he owns it. And uh, you know, definitely, I I can't recommend him enough. You know, because it's I think it's tough too when you talk about like comedians that have turned into filmmakers. There's so many, and then they're all sort of like canon. You know, it's like right. Woody Allen, Mel Brooks, Carl Reiner. You know, like all these sort of like the the kings, and they're mm. all come from comedy. Absolutely, yeah, and um, yeah. I guess Louis C.K. right now, essentially, what he's doing, you know, it's TV, but essentially, it's yeah. short films yeah. that he's making, and totally. uh, he, he's always really cared about film. It seems, and he was always making short films even early on, and mm-hmm. we're seeing. I mean, short films haven't been like specifically popular for a very long time, if ever as like an actual like thing that people get excited about. But I think he's found a way to get people excited about short films again yeah. by structuring it sort of as a TV show, but like really the 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 chunks of it are essentially like 10 minute short films. Yeah. And I think that's that's to his credit, that's probably the best thing that he's doing is is making people excited about that sort of thing again because i mean even like that was always like a niche thing that was always like an avant-garde like new york type interest is uh interesting strange short films i mean that's where a lot of directors started but it it never really was like a thing that like popular culture got excited about but he's he's sort of bridged that that gap so that's a really exciting thing i think yeah the 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 bummer about it though is that he's He's making these short films, but people don't realize that he's making short films. It's just a TV show to a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, and I think you know that matters to like a certain extent, but I think as long as it gets in their brains, I think it'll it'll permutate and like yeah. maybe as I mean because YouTube, I mean YouTube's perfect for short films. People are used to sketch like yeah. short films, which I wouldn't even. I guess it's not technically the same thing. I don't know, but um. Albert Brooks is probably one of my favorite comedian turned filmmakers. And he, he started off doing short films for SNL. Oh yeah. Those are really solid. And I, I love his filmography and, um, he kind of, he's not one that a lot of people talk about. It seems he's been, he's had like a resurgence on Twitter. Like he's popular on Twitter. Now I think Jed Apatow kind of was like, Hey, you gotta check out this guy. And like, He's had that, which is great because for a while, for like years and years, he was just kind of like a guy that nobody really talked about or thought about. But he was always a, a huge favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. I, I adore his films. Have you seen any Albert Brooks films, any at all? I can't um, think of them. Name, name some. Yeah. God damn you people. <laughs> Defending Your Life, Lost in America, Modern Romance, The Muse, Looking for Comedy in the Muslim World, uh, Mother, he did Mother, Real Life. I think that's all of them that I named. All great films. Some of them okay, but you know, most of them very good. I like his style a lot. I think he's like Woody Allen, where essentially when he's in his films, he's like a mouthpiece mm-hmm. for, you know, his comedic whatevers. And but I also think he's he's a very strong storyteller. Like Defending Your Life is is one of those movies where it's it's on a lot of people's like number one favorite list. Like I, I feel like if you polled America You'd find a lot of people like really, really love Defending Your Life. It's not like one of those ones like Citizen Kane or Vertigo that like AFI would pick as like the mm-hmm. best movie ever or whatever. 
And I feel like if you just polled people, I've known many people in my life who have said, yep, Defending Your Life, that's my favorite movie. And I think it, there's something about it that just really gets under people's skin. It's about a guy who dies and he's in the afterlife and afterlife is, it, it's kind of like a, a strange like community where you like ride around on golf carts to places and like you can go see like comedy and you can go do whatever you want. You're supposed to just think about your life before you go on to the next whatever you're going on to. Oh, what is that called? The Fed of Your Life. <laughs> I think I saw that one. Ah, oh, come on. It's great. I think I saw it. They're, they're dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> Winning endorsement for um, from uh, Anthony Kaffer. That's a, that could be on the back of a DVD. It's pretty I think good. I saw that <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> what else do you need? I know. I wouldn't even say that's my favorite film of his, but it's fucking tremendous. It's like a hair's tit away from a favorite. Hmm. <laughs> I think I just invented that term, a hair's tit. All right. I was going to say hair's breath, but then I, I witch's tit, like got in witches, my yeah. brain, mm-hmm. and I just kind of split the difference. A hair's tit. I like if you like, can imagine a hair with tits. Oh. If somebody can Photoshop that at home and uh, send that in, I would love to see that. <laughs> me too. Just for my own personal collection. If they send it, can you forward that to me? <laughs> I will. That'll be our new picture on iTunes. <laughs> but uh, yeah. A hair's tit, if you can imagine that. Just like a hair, it just uh, has tits. But not hairy tits. No. That's it, a different thing. Like, you know when you zoom in on a hair, mm-hmm. like those like really close, like a microscopic uh, yeah. images? Yeah. Like that. But then like just two bulbous forms coming mm-hmm. out. Are they made of hair? Well, technically. Mm-hmm. But when you look at them, you're not seeing like hairs. You're just seeing a part of a hair that happens to be bulbous. Yeah. And shaped like breasts. And it's got nipples too, right? This is all the instruction. <laughs> it's got nipples too, right? <laughs> this is all the instruction you need at home if you're good with Photoshop to uh, do something that I would enjoy. So please <laughs> do that. I would love to just see it. I think it would be an interesting image. A hair's tit. I, I like that most of our podcasts kind of end in Cody being like, well, why do you do that for me? <laughs> nobody ever does that for me. It's because nobody does it. I'm waiting for the day that somebody listens and then does what i ask never happens i've asked people to google things for me no, never happens yeah what is wrong with you people you i don't know goddamn google things for this man this Come poor on. man with two hands yeah it's <laughs> the problem with young people today i know so yeah i love all the albert brooks stuff you guys should just devour it i think yeah, that's I, w- I would put that as one of my favorites. Let's talk a little bit about transitioning into acting because sometimes <laughs> that's not as successful, I yeah. think. That's, that seems to be more of a... Uh, maybe it's a difficulty because with filmmaking, you have a lot of creative control, yeah. ideally. you know, And you as, as a stand-up, you're used to con- creative control because mm-hmm. you're, you go out there and you're just doing your material how you want. And I feel like with acting, it's kind of a crapshoot. Like you have... Some comedians that transition to it very well. Yeah. Like I think uh, Andrew Dice Clay and Blue Jasmine, he was really, really good. And that's but your that's, pick? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's your first He got a pick. lot of notoriety for that, dude. But he didn't really follow up, right? He, he didn't have much of a uh, film career. Yeah. I mean, but that's, that's with anything. That's with casting and like yeah. people opening their minds or whatever. But I thought he was, he was strong in that film. I thought Louis was just kind of doing Louie. I, I don't think he had like a uh, a hold on it as much as Andrew Dice Clay did. Maybe it was just because the role was different, but... Louie's not an actor. Yeah. He isn't. That's a... Yeah, he works in his own context. Yeah, I, you know, it really, it takes a, you know, a, a sort of special, a special person to 
be able to be both an actor and a comedian, I think. But when it when it's good, it's great. I mean, I think that also you can go back again to Second City for like, you know, Alan Arkin was an original Second City mm, cast member. I didn't know that. Yeah. And, you know, awesome, awesome actor yeah, with, with tremendous. A, an incredible amount of range, both from comedy to, to serious and uh, always a genius. Severn Darden is another original Second City cast member who's in a ton of movies uh, in like the 60s. Uh, and onward that like he's kind of like a, a character actor. And I think that's a, another thing that you'll find is it's not always the leading man. It's not always Alan Arkin. It's going to be like the people in the background of every movie you've ever seen. And then like once there's the announcement, Oh, so-and-so died. You're like, what? What? I've seen all these movies. What? That right. guy was great. You know, <laughs> yeah, but you never yeah. thought about him. Yeah. And I feel like that's a lot of what comedians end up doing more so than being stars. But yeah. Or they're just doing themselves, you know? And I think, yeah, but I don't think that's acting. Yeah. It's a, hmm. it's almost like a, a cameo, but it's not exactly the same thing. I guess it's like a, uh, a version of that. I like Chris O'Dowd is in a ton of movies now. You guys know him. He's the Irish oh, yeah. guy who was in the IT mm-hmm. crowd. Right. And he's in a bunch of these, I guess, Apatow movies. He was on Girls. He was in Bridesmaids. He was in, was I don't know. Movie. He's been in a bunch of stuff now. And I don't, I really, I really like him actually. I think that in comedy, he's great. And he has a TV show that, you know, all right, it's not film, but if you guys are bored, go see it because it's called Moon Boy. Really, mm. really funny, cute, charming show that he wrote and mm. uh, maybe directed. He produced a uh, great, cute show. But um, him as an actor, he's not he's always Chris O'Dowd. Right. You know, yeah. like I've not ever been impressed with him. Like, you know, he's funny, but who's impressed you, uh, Anthony? In in films? Yeah. Polly Shore. <laughs> Dude. He he has actually impressed me. I was a huge Pauly Shore fan as a kid. Yeah. I loved Son-in-Law. Son-in-Law. Yeah. Son-in-Law was my favorite. And Encino Man, he's great in that Encino too. Encino Man's great. Biodome's fun. <laughs> actually, I do like all of these. Things. These are all great I was I was joking around, but... I draw you know, the line at like in the army now and like the jury one. And like there are a couple I, like duds. Yeah, yeah. But Son-in-Law in particular, that was a film I've probably seen it. 50, 60 times. Yeah. That was an obsession for me as a youth. I feel like he transitioned well because I don't think he was ever necessarily a strong comic per se. He was just kind yeah. of like a... He was a great personality. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what... And he was perfect for the time. Yeah. I mean, he was he was that era. Yeah. He was the perfect like epitome of, of that vibe. Yeah. That was... We needed that. America needed America Pauly needed Polly Shore. <laughs> and and God damn it, we got him. <laughs> these are all great quotes for behind like on the back of like dvds and whatever i feel like you should just be a professional like back of dvd quote guy yeah america needed paulie shore dot 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 and we got him (laughs) (laughs) anthony cap for comma anthony cap for just an italics yeah because that's just just your credit just me just anthony cap for you know uh, maybe maybe the the one of the more successful comedians who uh Broke into film was uh, Eddie Murphy as an actor. Yeah, oh, sure. Oh, very strong actor, mm-hmm. and and doesn't necessarily get enough credit as an actor. I'd say. Yeah, there are moments in fucking Nutty Professor that are like they really hit you. Yeah, he can play everyone. He's the yeah. mom. He's the little brother. He's, the, he's <laughs> if that's yeah, not I acting, yeah. I don't know what acting is. Look, it's, it it gets treated like a punchline, but. One of my favorite things on uh, Dana Gould's podcast, he always, like, whenever he has an opportunity, he always brings up how much he he sincerely 
enjoys Eddie Murphy's work and how yeah. how much he thinks that like he doesn't get enough credit. Like he mm-hmm. he he's one of the people who will go on record as saying Norbit's like yeah. an impressive fucking movie. <laughs> and that's Dana Gould. He knows his comedy. Yeah. I mean But Eddie Murphy was uh, he was a rock star. Yeah. He was the biggest stand up. I mean he was on Saturday Night Live too, but he started doing stand up first. He was the he was the biggest thing in the world. And then he broke into movies and those movies were huge. Yeah. Those first few that he did. Maybe How do you feel about his uh, later films? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, my attitude towards it, it's clearly not for me. Yeah. You know, it's, there are so many kids that really do adore him and adore yeah. him because of those films. He he couldn't stay the same dude. You know, no. it's a, the same thing happened to Steve Martin. Steve Martin is a, another good example because he, he wrote The Jerk. Yeah. And that was a great movie. Absolutely, I love well, uh, Roxanne. Carl, Carl Reiner with him too, I think. Then, right? True. Yeah, and he and he did a bunch of good ones. L.A. Story, Roxanne, great films. The Man with Two Brains. Never mm-hmm. saw that one. Did oh, you, that's a good one. Is it good? Yeah, I like it. I think that came out on like Blu-ray recently or yeah. something. Yeah. The Lonely Guy. Right. Yeah, I never that was, saw that one. Ah, uh, you got. I watched it alone. <laughs> I think it's the way to see it. <laughs> so, uh, see, these are great quotes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> But if you if you have a DVD company, <laughs> just please, hire me. Just hire this man. <laughs> what else did he do? He, uh, Three Amigos, right? Mm-hmm. Those are all pretty solid. That made an interesting noise because I did that into a glass while I was drinking from it. You didn't use your cough button. No, because it was like a mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I wanted that to be there. You know, it's the same, and it's the same thing with uh, with Steve Martin. Did some movies that uh, maybe not, maybe not not the maybe, greatest, uh, but, but maybe not can, the. Uh, not the greatest movies. Yeah, Pink Panther. Yeah. Okay, Pink Panther yeah, too. Pink Panther, right. uh, bringing down the house. Uh, <laughs> bringing down the, yeah, a couple of those. Cheaper by the dozen. But yeah. you know what? Am I happy that he gets to still make movies? Yes. Yes. Let Ultimately, him, yes. Let him make as many of those as he wants. I don't have to see them all. No. I still love them. Steve yeah. Martin's a good actor too, actually. Yeah. No, like because yeah. his all of his every he got flack for being that you know wild and crazy guy or whatever. Like in in his yeah. uh, stand up for being playing an idiot. You know, and people were oh, like, "This so guy's smart, stupid." Though. Oh no, no he's he was so a complete smart. genius. And then you see his movies; they are, they are heartfelt and cute. Like yeah, they have yeah. those like really nice moments. And a strong writer too. I mean, he's cranking yeah. out novels that are like yeah. legitimately good and great and, albums. Yeah, his, musician. His, yeah, banjo, shredding away on the banjo. Yeah, good, really good banjo. Player. Man can do it all. That's a uh, um, good dancer too. Woody Allen too, musician. That's Wonder, right. What if there's a connection there? One of my favorite documentaries, a little scene documentary called uh, Wild Man Blues, which mm-hmm. follows Woody Allen while he's on a uh, you know clarinet tour in Europe. You know, very kind of like a, a Bob Dylan, Don't Look Back kind of mm-hmm. documentary. Not black and white, but very just intimate and a lot of behind the scenes stuff. You really get a picture of Woody Allen that you don't, necessarily ever get because it's just like him eating breakfast and like yeah. walking around that kind of thing and uh you get more of like his his off-screen vibe you know when mm. he's not on i always like seeing people when they're not on yeah especially comedians because you know their whole career is convincing you for that hour that this is them yeah and the the great ones they can do that so effortlessly and you never even consider that they have some sort of other life or other version of themselves you just like you just buy into it completely like with yeah. Stephen Wright I had never heard him laugh 
ever mm. until the Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson. Something about Ferguson, he could make him laugh so hard yeah. and just like giggle and like be like a little boy. And it was great seeing uh, Stephen Wright do that. I don't know if I've ever heard him laugh. Yeah, you got to look it up on YouTube. Any any appearance where he's on the Late Late Show with <laughs> Craig Ferguson, Ferguson usually does something that just gets him to laugh. I guess the quickness of him, it just takes him off guard. And he, he sincerely laughs and giggles like a <laughs> little boy. Nice. It's amazing. Maybe just because it's late. Yeah. <laughs> he's tired. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought of I thought of one. I can't believe I didn't think of it sooner. Bobcat Goldthwait. Mm. Stand-up yeah. comic. Personally, so became a filmmaker. not a big fan of his films, but I'm really? probably in the wrong because <sighs> everybody I know fucking adores him. You never saw uh, World's Greatest Dad? I did. I wasn't feeling it. Oh my God, it was so good. You love that one. Yeah, that was good. A lot of people adore that film. Shakes the Clown? <laughs> <laughs> he's good, man. And yeah, he, and he's on a roll. He's cranking him out like every one or yeah. two years, kind of like Woody Allen's kind of group. Yeah, and he's directing other stuff too. He directs Marin. The, the oh Mark really Man, Mark yeah I didn't know show. that most episodes I don't know if he does all of them but he does a lot of them and he's directing his newest uh, his new special the Mark Maron special that's gonna come out oh cool yeah and he did a uh, he did a Bigfoot movie like a year or two ago which I hear is really good I haven't seen it yet I want there to be a good Bigfoot movie it hmm. feels like there should be that, that's like a thing that needs to be tackled like we have a good shark movie we yeah. have a good you know whatever oh like a real scary because we had Harry and the Hendersons <laughs> so <laughs> well that was scary for other reasons <laughs> but uh, yeah I want there to be like a good Bigfoot film hmm. there needs to be right Jenna wasn't there the the um, troll no not uh, not troll but troll like um, the Norwegian one mm. troll no. hunter yeah I didn't eh, see it I don't know it, it was just whatever hmm and I saw this one exists by uh, Eduardo Sanchez, who I adore, you know, Blair Witch Project. And he did that film Altered, both solid films, but exists was dog shit. Should have been, should have not existed. Mm, right? Ooh. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Bing bong. <laughs> and so I'm going to name sound drop effects. right now, Eugene Levy. Yeah. Good actor. <laughs> I like, I like How's him. your name drop? <laughs> he, well, he's also second city guy. And the yeah. whole Christopher Guest all of those people are all oh, from yeah. Christopher Guest, very Second strong City. filmmaker. Well, I don't know that he did comedy, though. I mean, I would assume he he did. I don't know of that. Well, though. he was on SNL for like a... a That's a, true. A hair's tit of time. Hmm. <laughs> it was a real hair's tit. <laughs> someone wants to Google that for me about yeah. Christopher Guest history. <laughs> yeah. Just his wiki, if they could pull that up yeah. for you. Anyone <laughs> could pull that up right <laughs> Just now. Just email that to Jenna. Actually, um, how about old Steve Coogan? You guys like him? Oh yeah, good old Steve Coogan. Very did, good. He yeah. did those those uh, those movies where they they travel. Yeah, the trip. The trip. I think the, the trip, trip is great. I, the trip. Uh, the first one's solid. I saw oh, the, the first one's amazing. I saw the second one. I don't know if I saw the first. Oh, one. oh no. the first one's so you much poor better. Man. No, no. If if you laughed at the second one, the first one's gonna yeah. like make you. I was shit into yourself. it. Where they talk about Alanis Morissette. Yeah, come on. No, that, it's that's great. up your alley. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. The second one, it, to its credit. A lot of it is like very funny, but the first one really feels like a movie. Like mm -hmm. it, it's beginning, middle, end. The second one is kind of like a collection of like it almost feels like unused bits yes. from like the first one. But I that's think what you're, I like about it. So uh, it's interesting. So Maybe it's weird. because you approached it opposite. Maybe. You were able to see it with like entirely fresh eyes. Yeah, I wasn't comparing it to anything. Yeah. Wow. But you, he's also you sly devil. You figured out a way to like the second one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, God damn it. Just avoid the first one. Mm. 
See, now you're going to watch the first one. You're going to be like, eh, I wasn't feeling it. Too much story. <laughs> yeah. Just give me random conversations. Not enough Alanis Morissette. <laughs> yeah. Are they even going to talk about it? <laughs> they don't even bring her up once. It'd be great if like we we discovered that all your favorite films are ones that talk about Alanis Morissette in some way. Like yeah. maybe Dogma is like oh, your number two. <laughs> number two of all time. Yeah. <laughs> are there any others? I don't know if there are any I think those are the two. <laughs> That's Films it. that mention Alanis, but she isn't yeah. mentioned by name. She just happens to be God. Spoiler alert in the yeah. film. Yeah. Damn. But uh, really way to spoil that. <laughs> it's trust me. It's not a spoiler. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, I saw it. <laughs> All right. But uh, I think Steve Coogan has some a pretty well. It's funny because there's always this joke, and they make the joke in the trip that he's always trying to break through into acting. Right. Mm -hmm. And in like most of his movies or like television shows, that's kind of the joke. But he is like he is actively trying to do that, and he did he did Wilhelmina last year, or year before, right? Which he I didn't even know he wrote it, and I would have seen it if I knew that he wrote it. Yeah, and that you got good reviews. It. it's, <laughs> it's not too late. There's no, this I think thing, the window closed. There's this thing called the internet. <laughs> but how? But I if, don't. If somebody could just Google the internet and send it to Cody, I know, uh, but I don't understand what the internet has to do with me being able to see it. <laughs> what, like, how would I be able to watch it? Maybe you can email Steve Coogan and ask him. Yeah, Maybe. he could send it. He'll send Wait, you a DVD are you, or Do you VHS? mean that the actual film is on the internet? I'm sure. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll have to try that out. Yeah. Maybe you could show me later on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I would have I would have seen that like right off the bat if I knew he'd written it. But like the way that they market it, they kind of buried it, and they do that with like some Woody Allen stuff too, where like mm -hmm. they'll do. I remember like the trailer for Matchpoint. They like didn't mention Woody Allen until like the very end. They were like, "All right, I know it's also made by Woody Allen." Like they're yeah. just like <laughs> you know they hit it as much as possible, and they did that with a couple of his others. And it's like, why? I think they did that with uh, what's that one? Pixels. Pixels. Yeah, they're not mentioning Adam Sandler being no. a part of that at all. Yeah, he's because uh, hey, even he doesn't want his name on that <laughs> shit. Yeah, that one's not doing too well, but mm -hmm. uh, I have not seen it, so I cannot judge. I haven't seen it either, but the poster does not even have his name on it. Which yeah, I think is it's weird. just you know Pac Man or Donkey Kong, really big, and yeah, we is know Pac Man's in it. Is it that Adam Sandler had some flops? Is that what? Is that what happened? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but I know he's not being mentioned. Yeah, he has a big uh, name. He's a big name. I, I, that, if I made a movie and he was involved in any way, it would just say Adam Sandler, really big, and then the name of the movie, smaller. Uh huh. And there'd be like a picture of him giving a thumbs up. Well, all of his films have been very, very profitable. Like he's yeah. as much as he gets ragged on for like films of his that come out and they're like four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. You look mm -hmm. at like the audience score and it'll be like sixty or seventy. Yeah. Like he he's probably the filmmaker. I well, let's not call him a filmmaker, but film producer, actor yeah. that has probably the widest gap between critics and audience and yeah. and box office results, which I think is fascinating because. You know, in in viewing history 20, 30, 40 years down the line, it's interesting what films like hold up. Like there are a lot of films from the 60s that were very popular with audiences, but the humor of it just doesn't hold up at all. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of 60s comedies that just... There's a lot of 60s flat. nonsense. You can yeah, say a <laughs> lot of it just goes right down the toilet, but they were very popular films you, at that time. You got any, you got any uh, well, examples? I mean, a classic example, uh, What's New Pussycat? I was going to mm -hmm. say most of Peter Sellers' movies, yeah, unfortunately. There are though, a lot of Peter Sellers' he, dog shit films. Except he's, a, I think, a fantastic actor. Oh, yeah. Talk about someone who, who was, he was on The Goon Show, which was a radio comedy show, uh, which was incredibly popular. And then he's been in a bunch of like 
shitty movies, unfortunately, even though he, I think, is usually pretty good in those movies for the most part. It's just that the jokes kind of are not that great. But then you see him in like Lolita, you see him in uh, anything with Kubrick, you know, and yeah. uh, Lolita specifically stands out, though, because he is amazing in Lolita. Absolutely. A complete maniac. <laughs> And so, so well done. And then uh, Hal Ashby's uh, Being There, mm-hmm. which was his last movie that he said actually was the, the most true to his life. Uh, that's how he felt. It was this sort of empty vessel that gets projected onto him. So yeah. he's a great actor in that one. Absolutely. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how time views Adam Sandler, whether mm-hmm. it'll be what it is now where people remember like Billy Madison and, and Happy Gilmore. Like those are the fondly remembered ones and yeah. then the rest is just kind of like, eh. But like, who knows? Maybe like our kids or our kids' kids are going to dig up like uh, fucking uh, Jack and Jill and be like, this is a great film. <laughs> Ooh, you never I forgot, know. I forgot about that one. Uh, yeah. A lot of people try and put that out of their memory. Mm. You know, speaking of uh, Andy Samberg, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Segway of the day. <laughs> I do. I really love, I mean, I've said this multiple times too. I love the Lonely Island movies. Even though Hot Rod is like the best goddamn movie mm. ever made. You're never going <laughs> to convince me on that. Oh, but. my God. Love it. I super love it. Even though Andy Samberg is also not an actor. I love him when he's sort of doing his thing. He's so mm. likable. Exactly. I just want to watch I him. I think he's you know so unlikable. Really? No, here's what it is. I, and I've distilled it. The reason why I love Andy Samberg and the Lonely Island and I cannot... Uh, get behind Apatow, even though not to say he doesn't really? have some amusing movies. He mm. does. He's funny. I like like I've seen, seen the films. They're good. I'm not, you know. I, mean, I like I, saying I, the word Apatow. That's Apatow. a fun word. Good, Apatow. Good comedy word. Nice sounds in it. I would be so excited if I was ever in an Apatow film. You look like you've already been in an Apatow <laughs> film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, this isn't a visual podcast, but he's. you could probably, at parties, you could convince people you were in an Apatow film. Maybe. Right? You have that, like, uh, actor, uh, like, that thing look. I don't know. What he's am I, your agent right now? He's saying you look like a character. <laughs> Yeah. You're like one of those guys who has like a couple lines and like they're funny. Yeah. (laughs) I could probably, yeah, I was. That's uh, it. That's all you can aspire to. That's not all he can aspire to. I'm (laughs) just saying that's what he has on his IMDb currently. Yeah. Okay. I'll have you know I was cast in a film. Oh, yeah? I did one scene. They they cast me for people to get this joke. Well, it's not a joke. This is a real thing. But you have to (laughs) have Googled me first to see what I look like. But I was... I was cast as a uh, Hasidic Jewish man on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> what film was this? It's uh, I don't think it's come out yet. It's uh, it's oh. called Stereotypically You. All right. It's got Cal Penn. Exclusive. Nice. Breaking it's news. Got Abby Elliott. Look at you. See, see, I was right. He's in those movies where there's like guys and funniness. I don't, and... I don't say anything, but Aww. I really I give a really funny look. <laughs> see, you know what you should say now. <laughs> You should say that you had all these really great lines, oh, but yeah, they got cut. They cut them for time. because they, they were, but they were so good. I mean, and, you know, it, that I, should be your your thing that you say. I like to think that I spoke with my eyes. <laughs> I think if you uh, if, if you, you watch film, certain you know foreign versions of the film, there are subtitles whenever your eyes are present on screen mm-hmm. because they they communicate that much that the foreign translators they were like this this guy's eyes is saying so much I have to write this down. Yeah. So you got to pull up the subtitle track. <laughs> And then you'll see <laughs> see all that his eyes convey in, in various languages. And it's yeah. going to say in parentheses, Jewish man, sorrow. <laughs> yeah. And I'll do, uh, I'll do a commentary track. You know, it won't be on the DVD or anything, but you could come over to my house and 
We could watch it together. Oh, smug yeah. film exclusive. Yeah. You'll put the sound real low and yeah. talk over it. And I'll just talk over the whole movie. <laughs> I'll talk about something else, like, uh, you know, maybe Blue Velvet. Yeah. <laughs> you could just pop in Blue Velvet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going back to my rant. My okay. rant is that, so Apatow, his sort of like comedy seems to be based around being like a, a juvenile boy. Like, that's it. You got to be in junior high. You got to have mm-hmm. a penis. So it's like the major things. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't to say that there, that you can, you know, you can obviously be female and still find it funny. It is funny. There He's are a fine. lot of, there are a lot of crutches in it too, it, pertaining to that. Like the yeah, whole, like. That's completely what it's built on. The look, you look like jokes, which have taken over like everything. Like all movies do that now where everyone has a moment where they're like, you look like this, this and that. Right. You look like do, 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 do. And like the audience like laughs and it's like, it's like a thing that's just in comedies now. It's right. weird. Cause it could, you could do like a, you could do an improv scene and just leave it in. I know right? it's, it's terrible. It's like they're just riffing. <laughs> it's great. The first time you hear it, yeah. but it, then when you come to expect it out of comedies now, it's just like, Oh, it's the, you look like scene. Right. You know, I'm going to write a, a movie that's just, you look like scenes. <laughs> 90 minutes just people walking around telling people what they look like yeah <laughs> it's called uh what you look like well it should be like those date movie epic movie etc mm-hmm. you should just do you look like movie yeah you look like movie <laughs> i think we should put this together we could do this as a youtube thing let's when, do it once we air this now somebody's going to do it and steal it from us yeah hopefully we're not at that high listener mark yet I hope we that, are. Uh, I would love to see I mean, somebody I, steal our idea. I would steal it, but but you know, have Anthony star in it. Yeah, please. you got to yeah. cast him. Oh yeah, I don't have to apart. say anything. I'll just I'll just give the eyes. Yeah, <laughs> classic. In eyes. the bag, you'll be the the extra in every scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With a different hat. Different, right. yeah, all different types of hats. Featured extra. <laughs> yeah. I'll have you know. <laughs> So yeah, you look like movie coming well, 2016. Mm-hmm. And and so the other, I'll also say that my favorite part of Superbad was the them drawing penises. That was the best part of Superbad. Oh, that was good. 100%. But, but you were just railing against it no, for being I, juvenile. No, I like that. But that's what I'm saying is you like this penises. is why I, I love them. <laughs> this is what's better about Andy Samberg is that he his comedy is completely juvenile, but it's not based on being a, a high school junior high school boy. Uh-huh. It's just like based on elementary school humor. Which is like universal. And I think that's what makes him more appealing. Like Hot Rod, you know, he like sees his like neighbor who, you know, he grew up with and she got hot. It's Isla Fisher, Isla Fisher. Isla. 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 I think it's Isla. But, um, you know, and and she's like, oh, hey, how are you? And he's like, oh, yeah. Like he can't look at her. He's too nervous. And he's like, you look, you look pretty. And she's like, why? He's like, I said, you look shitty. And then he like runs inside. Like that's, that's my kind of humor. Been there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> so like, I find him way more sort of accessible and universal and like just interesting because also like hot rod. I love that. It's just about like following your like elementary school dream, but to the utmost, <laughs> mm-hmm. like it's yeah. like beyond reasonable at that point. And that's what makes me laugh about him. And that's why I like all the Lonely Island movies there. And, uh, you know, MacGruber included. I love <laughs> MacGruber. MacGruber was awesome. MacGruber is fantastic. Talk about an underrated modern classic. I it thought, was great. I thought it was going to be awful. And then I saw it. It's fantastic. It was, it was, I would say it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. And I was expecting, all right, yeah, this isn't hitting right now, but give it six months, a year. It's going to yeah. be a cult classic. Everybody's going to... It hasn't really happened yet. I hope it happens. It's a great no one film. Saw it. I can't believe it didn't become a cult film. I adore it. Yeah. 
But uh, Andy Samberg, you have to admit, one of the most punchable faces ever <laughs> on screen, right? No, I, I like him. And I, the hair, too. The hair. Well, he's, he had to keep that for SNL. They, they made it a requirement. Really? Yeah, so that he would be memorable. What? Oh. They were like, the, the Jufro has to stay. Wow. Hmm. That's why wow. the second he quit, he cut his hair. Oh, okay. So now I like him a little better. See, I yeah. thought it was a conscious choice. Well, I mean, he's from like Santa Cruz or something. I mean, he's from California. Mm. He used to do stand-up comedy, which actually, if you guys YouTube, very funny. Hmm. Really good. I didn't know he did stand-up. Yeah. I didn't know that either. I'm learning a lot about Andy Samberg today. I'm a big fan. Yeah. And a Lonely Island. I mean, that, those were like, you know... The type of thing where once I realized who the Lonely Island were, I was like, oh, no shit. I had that video saved on my, like, freaking 90s Mac, you know, forever ago. Word. They're so good, all of them. But they started in the 90s? Uh, maybe, like, 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> I had an older computer. Right on. Yeah, I never was big on the, uh, the Lonely Island songs. I didn't get it. I still no. don't get it. Did you it. see their YouTube videos, though? Before I don't get they were it. on Je SNL? Jenna, I don't get it. No, you'd like it. There's one where it's like they're just talking over like old like Super Nintendo games and doing voices for like the dude. It's great. Uh, mm. Maybe I'll like that. Just, I like, uh, I like, uh, what's his face? Kyle, what's his face? Oh, Mooney? Yeah. He's, Kyle Mooney's fantastic. Yeah. I like his stuff. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Mm. Kyle Mooney. I like his stuff. All right, who else is an actor? Emma Thompson's very funny, and she also was Cambridge Footlight, and she's done a lot of, I think actually in the U.S., people only know her as a serious actor. It's like Hugh Laurie. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, Hugh Laurie, very, like, broad comedy. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, like, that was all Hugh Laurie did. The fact that he he had to come to America to get away. I know. That's It would be like Adam Sandler going to the U.K. and only doing, like, serious shit. Oh, please let that happen. That would be fantastic. <laughs> it would be fantastic. He's just doing, like, Macbeth and shit. <laughs> That'd be incredible. It would be. I want to see an Adam Sandler Hamlet. Mm. If I could do a solid Adam Sandler and I could remember things from Hamlet, I would uh, do it, right? That's a to be <laughs> or not to be one, right? Yeah. <laughs> I could I could have just busted that out if Alas, I had Alas, poor Yorick. I knew him well. Yeah, I, I don't have an Adam Sandler impression in me. We'll have to dub that in. Yeah, if somebody <laughs> could just Google that. Yeah, if someone could just... Google Adam Sandler impressions. and uh, If someone could call our voicemail with Adam Sandler doing Hamlet... Oh, would, oh so please, good. God. Oh, that would make my day. I wish I that, would forgive uh, all the stuff I've asked for on this podcast that hasn't happened if just <laughs> that would happen. Please. I wish you had said uh, Ray Romano, because I feel like I could... I could probably do a Ray Romano. You can do a Ray Romano? How about Ray Romano doing uh, Romeo and Juliet? I don't know any... What are the... Dude, uh, just do Hamlet. Don't <laughs> challenge him. <laughs> don't give him hurdles. Ah, to be... I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that was great enough. I can't do it now. That was beautiful. You're, you're oh, on. oh, come on. To be or not to be. <laughs> that was, what is the question? <laughs> oh, come on. I liked it. It's okay. I, it. I enjoyed that thoroughly. Let's... <laughs> I, I can do Juliet. some impressions, but I have to hear it like, and then I can do it. It's like a parrot thing. I only have Bob mm -hmm. Dylan. Yeah, do uh, do Bob Dylan doing a, doing a Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> I love how it's always Hamlet. To be or not to be. That's like terrible. <laughs> That's like if you play with the record a little bit while it's going on. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a little warped. Yeah. That's the question. You're Bob Dylan warped. Hey, man. You don't know me, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was a little bit like don't look back for a second that was like like bob dylan getting a little upset with like whoever threw out the the Smokes glass out the window day, man you're sitting smoke 80 day you know it kind of reminds me of chong 
Tom <laughs> Chong. <laughs> it's sort of halfway between Chong and like an indignant don't look back era Bob Dylan. <laughs> That's all I got. It's on my resume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Hmm. All right. So we're going to take a quick break and we, we come back. We're going to have a voicemail that we're going to talk about. Yeah. 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 You guys ready for that? Yeah. All right. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. All right. Be right back. Hello, Smug Film fans. Did you know that Smug Film now has a voicemail box? Just call the following phone number. 718395 and leave a question or a comment about the show along with your name, and we may play it on a future episode. Thank you for listening, and now, back to the show. And now... Chloe Peltier, reviewing a movie she's seen parts of while working at the theater. So Judy Greer's like on a mom kick right now. And what I mean is she's in um, Jurassic World and Ant-Man as the mom in both of them. And they're both out right now. And she has like the same hair and the same voice and the same concerned demeanor and everything. And... I keep working them next to each other where I'm walking in and out of each one of them at the same time, like a few seconds between each other. And (laughs) it's funny because they like blend into one movie where she's just telling Paul Rudd that he can't see his kids because they're in Jurassic World. And it's not just happened with her. It's happened with like um, with a bunch of actors where they're just on a kick where they just look the same and act the same in like a bunch of movies that come out at the same time. And (laughs) it's kind of great. Thanks, Chloe. And now back to the show. And we are back. Here is a voicemail. Hi, this is uh, Malcolm Baum at 30K100M on Twitter. I'm a big fan of the podcast. And I just uh, was wondering, uh, what do you guys think about the cultural decline of Adam Sandler? I'm just kind of interested in that, just like what people think about Adam Sandler and kind of like from Happy Gilmore to Little Nicky, that stretch is very interesting to me. And Little Nicky is a film I'm very uh, infatuated with, even though I don't like it. It's one of the craziest films I've ever seen. That's pretty much it. Uh, keep making them hits. All right. Thank you, Malcolm. I actually haven't seen Little Nicky. Have either of you? I've seen it. What's your assessment? Uh... I don't know. It's okay. It's uh, <laughs> is that the every, one about like the devil? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's the devil. Like, devil. I can so, see that. Devil's boy or something. So like in this one, he's got like a funny haircut and he does a different silly voice, and uh, he's the devil this time. Um, Interesting. I don't know. I remembered it being like <laughs> I, I haven't. I definitely haven't seen it since when did it come out? Two thousand. Came out in two thousand. I remember it being disliked, but I remember a lot of people talking about it and talking about it and talking about it for like an extended period of time. Like it's a it's a film that like I've known a lot of people have watched it and watched it mm-hmm. over and over. I've never I still haven't seen it, so I can't really what judge was, it in any way. What was the other one that he'd made where he has the kid? Big Daddy. Big Daddy. That I was, like that, that one. That was a similar time. That was I a, thought that was pretty strong. That one was not bad. That's yeah. the one with sticks and the <laughs> and the, yeah. the, the the man. And John Stewart. Oh, yeah. yeah. John Stewart's yeah. in it. That's yeah. right. That one I remember seeing multiple times. I think it was because it was on TV. I've seen that one a bunch of times. Was, yeah. And I think it was right around the same time. It was either right before or right after Lil... Nikki or whatever it is. Yeah, I really like the portrayal of uh, New York City in that film. Actually, I, as I say this, I, I'm not even sure if it takes place in New York City. 
But I like the portrayal of the city in it, if that makes any sense. I like the apartments. I liked how those looked. Yeah. You know what I'm oh, talking they were about? Like, but there's like yeah. those unrealistic but like, I like Friends that. New York City apartments. I miss apartment. that. I'm nostalgic <laughs> for 90s like dream apartments. Yeah. It's realistic if you have enough money. <laughs> People really live in apartments that look like friends. I know. You just gotta, you gotta have a little bit more money, Jenna. Yeah, yeah a couple mil. Yeah. Get on that. You know, maybe get on that that money train, Jenna. <laughs> yeah, Jenna. Jesus. But if, yeah, so if someone could just Google how to make money and send it <laughs> to me and, and Jenna, Jenna yeah. specifically. Yeah. Send it to Jenna and then put like a blind carbon copy to us because mm-hmm. <laughs> we'd like the information too, but we want her to feel bad like she's the only one getting sent the email. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll take money. <laughs> I'm not above this. <laughs> All right. So let's let's go through Adam Sandler a little bit. Okay. I I love Billy Madison. I think that's a fantastic film, just on many levels. Yeah. I think it's strong. Funny film. Very funny. Very distinct. His own brand of, of humor is in that. It has a stamp. It's not just him showing up and doing lines like yeah. uh, the last 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a great film. Happy Gilmore is kind of like a sister film, kind of like the black sheep to uh, uh, Billy Tommy Madison's Boy. Tommy Boy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which Tommy Boy I love and black sheep a little less, but they're both, they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I would say those two go hand in hand. And then I guess Big Daddy I like a lot. Waterboy, I had a craving to watch like the other day, but I didn't oh, okay. watch it. And now the craving has passed. But like, I don't even remember liking it that much. But uh, who knows? Maybe fine. I'll like it more. Yeah. I don't know. Wedding Singer. That was pretty Wedding good. Singer solid. Pretty solid film. Yeah. And, and you know, Punch Drunk Love, fantastic film. You know that. But that's not necessarily. Have you? Not? I want to, though. It's very good. I feel like that was his cable guy. It, yeah, that was it's huh? it's tremendous. It's it's one of my favorite Paul Thomas Anderson films. I'd put mm. it neck and neck with whatever I'd choose arbitrarily as my favorite because I like them all pretty much. But yeah, very, very good turn in that film he had. And uh, I like him. I, I think he's watchable. I enjoy him. I, I tried that film, The Cobbler, that came out and, you know, written, directed by Tom McCarthy. So I was thinking, you know, Tom McCarthy's great. He, you know, Station Agent, everybody loves that. The Visitor, very good film too. I was thinking maybe Tom McCarthy and Adam Sandler bring something out of him. Nah, mm-hmm. not so much. Terrible fucking film. Could not finish <laughs> it. Don't try it, except the, uh, the sets in it are very, very good. That's, mm. that's all I'll say. The lighting in the sets, pretty interesting, pretty cool. But um, yeah, what's, uh, what's your experience with Adam Sandler as a female you know, growing up, you didn't really have the, cause Adam Sandler was like a rite of passage for guys. I think mm-hmm. you went through that too, right? When yeah. you were a kid, you started, Hey, I you got to watch this. Yeah. And then I had this, I had one of his CDs, the one yeah. that's got the Hanukkah song and the cock and, and balls, cock and balls, the polychronopolis. See, you didn't have cock and balls, Jenna. You don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> well, I think though, the, but uh, I mean, the Hanukkah song was like all we got. So yeah. like I think anyone who's Jewish is like oh yeah well That's Adam Sandler uh, you know he had the Hanukkah song but that whole CD was really good it or is eight cra- and eight crazy nights <laughs> yeah, his I first didn't, I didn't his first that. one or two CDs are very strong I think no yeah. he was fine I don't know I've always liked him because I liked SNL I like that sort of right. I mean like I was I grew up with that I mean his movies were like you couldn't escape you know like if they weren't playing on TV all the time you had people who were showing you them or you were going to see them in the theater yeah so I mean I like Adam Sandler though I. I don't really look that fondly towards him. You know, like I don't look back and think like, oh, the golden days of right. Adam Sandler. Like, <laughs> But though, if I do, it probably is SNL more than his movies. Right. Well, Canteen Boy on SNL. It's one of my favorite things ever. Yeah. Him and Alec Baldwin together. That's that's one of my favorite sketches of all time. He did some great stuff on Adam Sandler. <laughs> 
He did. I almost said he did some great stuff on Adam Sandler. <laughs> he but, does uh, a really good Adam Sandler impression. Adam Sandler's great. Adam Sandler. Dead fucking on. phenomenal. <laughs> like one to one. Spot on. I really like when people do impressions of Adam Sandler. Like it's usually pretty great. Yeah. Jay Moore does a great Adam Sandler. Uh, uh, Frank Caliendo, great Adam Sandler. There's some good Adam Sandlers out there. Yeah. He, yeah. He's like Christopher Walken. Like when people have a good impression oh, of man. him, it's good. Yeah. But I mean, Kevin Pollock's Walken is like, it, it's uncanny. It's, it's disturbing how good that is. Like you listen to it next to an audio sample of Walken and it's just perfect. Spacey, yeah. Spacey's got it. Spacey's good. Yeah. He can do an, uh, a Walken? He can do oh, a good Walken. Like oh. a really good one. Spacey's Carson though is amazing oh yeah dead on. it's dead on it he gets the mannerisms he makes his face <laughs> look like looks him like him yeah yeah he, he really plays it up and he can get really really into it which is so strange because spacey's voice on house of cards i could not fucking watch that show because 15 minutes in him talking to the camera with this shitty southern accent uh, could not fucking do it i gotta tell you though you're wrong about that show oh solid oh i watched all three it's all Anthony's, Anthony's going on record. That, House of Cards, House solid of cards. show. Oof. I've heard people, when I was in the middle of season two, all my friends were like, you could pretty much stop. It gets worse. And uh, For you, it got better? I mean, I think the first season is probably the best. But, okay. uh, not <laughs> it a got bad, worse. <laughs> not, but not a bad episode. I don't think there was one episode where I was like, man, when's this thing going to end? It's no... Uh, it's no True Detective season two, is what I'm saying. Ah, a little dig at a True Detective season two. I can't. I, I watched it's, like two episodes. I can't episodes. do it. <laughs> I, three episodes I tapped out. I'll I watched, probably finish it eventually, but oof. I watched whatever. What are we on now? The the newest six one? or something probably. That one finally a decent episode. Really, with two left to go, and ah. I'm like, really now it gets. Kind of, but still, I'm having a hard time following what the story is. I think everybody is. I'm like, who's that guy? Isn't he's dead? No, but who's the? Then this woman's dead. I thought she was already dead. See, but, the acting in that is killing me, though. It, um, what's his face? They talk about comedians into actors. Vince Vaughn. Terrible. Come on, Vince Vaughn. He's doing the best he can <laughs> with the script they gave him. It's a shitty fucking uh, script. Yeah, but he, he's so bad in it. Like I, I can't look at him and not think. Uh, I think his acting is pretty good. I think the lines that they are making him say are really bad. I think he's actually a pretty good actor. I, yeah. I mean, Swingers, I adore. Yeah. Swingers, he did he's... Some, he did some serious stuff before yeah. he got into all the... Was it, didn't he do that movie like Domestic Disturbance with like Travolta where he was like a, a bad like stepfather and like... Travolta was like the the ex husband, hmm. and he was like he was like a dark character in that. I he gotta did, watch that. He did the remake of Psycho. Remember uh, that? Yeah, the much maligned Psycho <laughs> remake. Jeez. Which yeah, I mean that's a that was a weird phenomenon. It's pretty ballsy for him to do that. Yeah, as far as balls in cinema history, <laughs> that was remaking Psycho <laughs> with Vince Vaughn and Anne Heche. <laughs> That's got to be up there as like number one biggest oh. balls. And then they did it cinema. shot for shot. And then they added some masturbation scene. They yeah. did it perfectly shot for shot mm -hmm. and then just added him jerking off halfway through it. Yeah, but it was implied. In the original, <laughs> it's implied that he's jerking but off. But you didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't show like cock and balls, but it's a little more obvious. And also right. they changed the, the dollar amount that uh, makes her uh, leave town. 
Well, what was it in the original? Like 40 50 grand, cents? I think. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like, <laughs> I think it's 40 grand. I'll give you a farthing. <laughs> <laughs> Leave town, see? <laughs> I like they just combined. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> that was two different accents. American film noir. Well, I'm going to bring it back to Adam Sandler, guys, because Please I do. feel bad for um, our dear caller whose Malcolm. name I forgot. Malcolm. Ian Malcolm. Ian Malcolm, my mm-hmm. husband. So Adam Sandler, I think, uh, you know, for his legacy... You know, like, uh, I liked him better in SNL, I think, because he seemed edgier. He seemed like he was doing something that was sort of, like, less conformist, whereas his movies Mm -hmm. all feel hardcore conformist. Which isn't to say that they're bad, but they're just not exciting. Hmm. But he's he's making the big bucks. Yeah, That's all he's doing, though. Yeah. Like, why does he need that much money? (laughs) I don't know. You're telling me you didn't like the Zohan? What about 50 first dates? I've seen probably 50 times on television. Very unusually dark film. That, yeah. Actually, I feel like with a little bit of tweaking and maybe a different director, a different vision, mm-hmm. that would have been a very like dark indie drama. Mm. Like the the way they went through it, they tried to, tried to have their foot in like two different waters. Like towards the end of that film, that's a very sad film. I know a lot of people who, who cry to that film and have mm. seen it like 50 times because there's something about it that seeps through the, the Adam Sandler veneer. There's mm-hmm. like a very dark tale in that film that I guess just isn't fully explored. And I and also Click. I know people I who have cried Click. to Click. I was going <laughs> to tell you. who Have Click. you cried to I Click? Ha- I haven't cried, but I have to say, after it was over, it touched me. Where did it touch you? <laughs> I'll show you on the doll. Okay. <laughs> what I about... Know, a- but but it, it was really... Uh, it, had a, it had a good message. All to, right. to To live in the now. All right. Otherwise... You'll look back at your life and realize you missed it. See, I agree with that. That was a solid message. I, you know, it was a little silly, but, but see, I, those, I think it was there. Those two films, which would go on like the dog shit Adam Sandler list. Yeah. But people have honest emotional reactions to it. Maybe that's something that keeps them around. Maybe they, they remember, oh, wait, but click. That was, that was actually pretty good. Or they yeah. remember 51st Dates. I feel like there's like enough little ones maybe here and there spread out that keeps people coming back. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just because, you know, movies are like, what, $5, $6 in the majority of the country. They aren't like they are here where we have to, you know, pay like 20 bucks to see a movie. You know, if you're sitting in a town and you got nothing else to do, but like go to a cinema for like five bucks or whatever, you're going to be like, all right, new Adam Sandler. I'll check it out. Yeah. I always feel that when I like I go on vacation somewhere like like even when I, if I could just go to like Cape Cod or something and movies are like six bucks. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll try movies that I wouldn't necessarily try here. Like, I'll take a chance. You know, it's mm-hmm. summertime. My, my standards aren't really that high. I'll, I'll try something that I just wouldn't normally. But I feel like that's how most people spend their movie bucks is they'll just be like, all right, Adam Sandler, I'll check it out. It's only yeah. like six or seven bucks. Well, he's but like an easy investment. You yeah. know, it's like... A- and Adam Sandler, if like, let's say people that were slightly, people that are slightly older than all of us, but they still enjoyed Saturday Night Live. A lot of them by now have kids. Yeah. So Adam Sandler, it's a solid choice for a family movie. It's you're getting Adam Sandler, which the you'll probably like as the as the parent, and uh, the kids can watch it. Yeah, the kids will get something out of it. It's better than watching whatever other horse shit movies come out for kids. Yeah. What's your choice, Adam Sandler or like a Pixar that'll make you cry? Like, well, Pixar is pretty solid. Pixar is solid, but I mean, if you're choosing as a parent. Yeah. You know, what are you going to go see? Are you going to go see Inside Out where you have to sit your kid down and explain like psychology to him a little yeah. bit afterwards and make him like reassured that there aren't little things going on in his head that are like running around? 
Or are you going to take, take him to see I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry? Exactly. Learn a goddamn lesson. Yeah. Teach him that the gays are weird. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's a. a that's going to help him more in life, I guess. <laughs> that can be also on the DVD of that. <laughs> on the back. Great to teach kids how weird gay people can be. No, you have to say it the way you just said it. The gays are... <laughs> the, gays. the gays with a little trademark symbol afterwards. Like, like, Jesus. Copyright 26... I don't know. That movie was okay. You saw I that? I, didn't I see saw it. it on TV. Oh my God. I, I, never, I haven't seen it. I, would I mean, just like assume it's, it's one of those gay people are strange movies no it was about like gay people are normal <laughs> why would it be about but were they gay? i don't know i thought it was that were, they were the butt of the joke or something <laughs> but well I, I mean sort of but like you know it was one of those like we should accept gay marriage kind of films really? but really light but were know? they <laughs> gay i thought that they were not no gay they're not they're pretending to be for some kind of legal thing yeah something stupid but i thought it was that they get keep getting into situations where they have to like prove they're gay yeah of course but like but it wasn't about that being weird it was like about like the awkwardness of that for straight people but then in the end it was like a you know it was a pro gay movie it wasn't gonna be like so what would you like give a it like secret kkk uh i gave four it four and a half out of five no, like two stars <laughs> two, two out of five i mean it was like it was watchable but not good all right hmm. kevin james fan Ugh. I couldn't tell if that was disgust or love. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I, I think he's a good stand-up. I don't want to watch. He is Black. actually a very strong stand-up. I've seen some of his older stuff. Yeah, from he, the he, late nineties or yeah, early he was 2000s or whatever. very strong. And uh, as far as sitcoms go, King of Queens, fine, whatever. It's pretty funny, serviceable. Yeah, you could watch twenty minutes, thirty minutes yeah. of that. I never, I never raced home to watch it. <laughs> I but would certainly was, hope not. But if it was on. It was good. Made me laugh. Yeah, it's it's one of those things you catch a few minutes of and yeah. you don't want to kill yourself. But Paul Blart. <sighs> Paul Blart. I have not seen Paul Blart. I've not seen Paul Blart 2. Uh, you know what? Uh, That's a hole in my uh, what, what was the other cinema one? appreciation. Observe and Report. That one was great. I thought it was going to be just like Paul Blart. <laughs> and when I watched it, it was like a modern taxi driver. Yeah, it's a dark, twisted film. I love that one. And I think that's 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 uh, Seth Rogen's best pure acting mm -hmm. in that film. There are moments in that where he really channels something dramatic. Yeah, that was I really feel. good. Have you seen that one? No. That's good. I don't think he was a stand-up though, right? But still, no, it's a I comedic think he, actor going for a less comedic. A couple of those guys, they tried stand-up early on. There's... They, I feel like Jonah Hill and him, there's like tapes of them at like 13, like just trying it. Yeah. And then they, you know, just went off and wanted to do films instead. Yeah. We didn't talk about Ben Stiller at all. And no, I think Ben Stiller and, and Adam Sandler have a sort of similar career trajectory in a way, mm -hmm. except Ben Stiller tries harder to be more serious. Ben Stiller is a great director. Yeah. Yeah. Cable Guy. Cable Guy is one of my favorite comedies of all time. It's really easily. good. Me too. Really That's good. one I've seen a million bazillion times. I don't know why it wasn't the biggest movie ever when it came out. It was yeah. so good. And tremendous act. Jim Carrey, come on, stand-up comedian, yeah. turned yeah. actor, probably uh, the what? most impressive. Robin Williams. We have oh, been yeah. remiss on our duties. I was going to bring up but Robin you know Williams. What? We these fucked are, this episode up. <laughs> one hour photo, death to Smoochie. I thought he was the obvious pick. You know, yeah, like, we've, I mean, we were trying to consciously avoid that, but we should we should tackle it a little, little bit because I think well, Jim Carrey... Jim Carrey was one of the most... he Since when he was making $20 million a movie, he was the the next biggest guy since Eddie Murphy, probably. Absolutely. From, he was the, he was the white Eddie Murphy, essentially. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah, because he also came from a sketch show. Yeah. A stand-up 
background and then sketch show made him famous and then uh right into movies and 20 million i don't think any other comedian was making 20 million dollars a movie no it's it's unfathomable it's crazy i mean that wouldn't happen now just because the the market is so different yeah but he was huge everything he did and he's an actual good actor yeah Jim Carrey. i mean he's one of those people that can really he can do it all when he has the ability but you know what i find he always tries to sneak in his jim carrey bullshit into no. like his serious roles what? No. Like, what? like what like there's what? always there's like always like in you know in eternal sunshine which i think he doesn't uh, i've actually have mixed emotions about that movie but he does a, a really great acting job on it but there's like that one moment where they're like in bed and they're messing around and he like does a jim carrey impression and you're just like come on but he is way jim to take carrey. me out of it <laughs> he is he is jim carrey though. yeah he's yeah. doing a him he's but it's he's like just being himself he's being real. Oh, god <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I think he's good. I think I like he got suit. better over time too. Yeah. Like Ace Ventura, great film. I adore it, but not the best acting ever. No. But as far as you know, like over he, his career, he actively like he was like he wanted to be better actor, yeah. and much better actor, and he did and get he, better. He did get better, and he got very very good. Although what's impressive about Ace Ventura is that he it wasn't originally a movie that he wrote, but he took the script and pretty much rewrote it right for, from the ground up. Right. I mean, he, and he put a lot of his stand up. Uh, persona into it. A lot of little things that he used to say became all the catchphrases from the movie. That would have been a very different movie without his vibe in it. Oh, yeah. It could have been any other type of film. Like, just so much of that film is relying on just his personality and imbuing, like, what would a pet detective be like? Yeah. And so many people could have gone completely different directions with that. It's like an actor's movie, I would say, because... The, the vibe is so reliant on what you do with what's on the, yeah. the page. It's like, are you going to do it big? Are you going to do it small? And you would have gotten 10 different movies if it had been 10 different comedic actors going their own direction with it. And yeah. I think I think his version is just very, very solid. I think it really works in the context of a film like that. Yeah, I like it. It's, only, it's also the only, until Dumb and Dumber 2 was the only sequel that he ever did. Right. Is Jeff Daniels? Did he start as a comedian? I don't uh, think so. He was wasn't he a dramatic know. actor because he was because he's someone who's sort of. I mean, he has a, that movie, um, freaking Esca Naba in the Moonlight. Did you guys mm. ever see Pardon? that? No. It's a it's like a Michigan. It's Did like a UP up? movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like meant to be a comedy and it's terrible. I oh. hate it. Everyone in Michigan is going to call and they're going to be like, "You don't understand Michigan," but you know what? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Maybe it has like some it. sort of local flavor to just. It, no, it's really local, and I, mm. and usually I think I could get behind that, but this just I didn't laugh at all, and I yeah. saw it with hmm. like someone who's basically from the UP. They're like, it's the best film. I was like, no. <laughs> it'd be it'd be interesting to ask uh, Greg what he thinks of that. Yeah, he probably knows about it. He's Michigan. Yeah, hmm. we'll get his take. The Truman What's... Show haunts me. <laughs> I I like the Truman Show. I don't it know if you're going to shit me. on it. No, no, no. It haunts me. Like I saw it as a child and I've, I've yeah. thought about it ever since. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I thought it was good. I, I liked all, I, I like his, uh, his more serious ones too. I even, I'll, I'll even say it. Uh, number 23. I liked it. You liked it? I never saw that one. I, I thought it was good. I mean, it's not his best, but I, I liked that he did. It had something. It was dark, you know, a little I twisted. I didn't even know that one. That was the one where he's obsessed with the number 23. Oh, wow. Yeah. It came out. <laughs> it's a horror movie. Oh, wait. Yeah, it was his face and it had 23 written yeah. all over yeah. it. Yeah. It came out right when I was about to turn 23. Nice. Uh-oh. Yeah. So I was like, man, this is. This is what I have to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was never the same after that. Yeah. 
So what do we think of Adam Sandler, guys? I think we need like a definitive, considering this whole episode has just been I a ramble. I think he's... Uh, he <laughs> we talked a lot about Adam Sandler. Uh, yeah. <laughs> consistently untapped potential and then sparingly yeah. it comes through. Yeah. yeah. That's what I would say about him. I think he always has more in him. I, th- I thought Funny People was actually... I liked very it. Very good. Yeah. Um, I think he's one of those guys that just... Will he ever get that opportunity to fully go full out? You I know? think he's complacent, though. I think he's like happy where he is. Oh yeah, totally. He's got his company. Yeah, he's got. He's keeping his friends employed. Yeah, which is a nice thing for him to do. Yeah, a lot of people don't know. A lot of his like college buddies, they yeah. they are his production company now. Yeah, and even some of the actors. I mean, yep. Rob Schneider. Yeah, Peter Dante, and uh, they get consistent couple other guys. Work, yeah, which maybe otherwise they wouldn't. Yeah, they, they somebody's got to give Rob Schneider a job. <laughs> Might as well be Adam Sandler. <laughs> I like Rob Schneider though. I like him too. I'm just saying. Also, I like movies. Deuce Bigelow. That's a funny. That's a funny movie. <laughs> well, it is. The first one's good. I would say he has a lot of untapped yeah. potential. Rob Schneider. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he's fully the been... Schneidmeister. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't know that he's fully realized his potential. I think but, it's too late for his potential. No, don't <laughs> never, say that. It's never too late. Come on. Never too late. Come on. It could always be Deuce Bigelow 3. All right. We are going to wrap it up, guys. Oh, that was it? That was it. And uh, We any- didn't even talk about heartbeeps. Oh, God. Oh, man. I love that that oh. comes up a couple of times. We, we, we talked I about it. I feel like my stomach just <laughs> fell over itself and twisted. and, and Yeah, that one's... <laughs> oof. <laughs> Oh man, heartbeats. How can we? It's like you're done? reminding me of a time I got food poisoning. <laughs> I feel like we had to talk about. All it. right, let's let's talk about heartbeats. Oh man. Oh okay. Everything that's wrong about heartbeats is really the fact that you can't even look at them. Like mm-hmm. you can't look at them for like half a second, or else like you just want to throw the screen out the window. Like <laughs> there are ways to nail like robots that you can relate to. And mm-hmm. I feel like we've gone into this on like previous episodes where like a character like Wally, you can look at it and you're like, yeah, oh, he's cute. Yeah. He's fun. I can see myself in that. Short circuit. But when you get so detailed, mm-hmm. you lose that I can see myself quality. So with Heartbeeps, you're just looking at these two characters that you can't relate to at all because you can't see yourself in them. Mm-hmm. And I think that even if the script was brilliant, you wouldn't be able to get past. Which it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. But you, you wouldn't be able to get past the visual aspect because you, mm-hmm. you, you lose that connection. It's like with Bicentennial Man. Mm-hmm. You can't connect mm-hmm. to him because you look at him and he's too detailed. Yeah. And it's just, it, it gets in the way of it. It's like with the Zemeckis stuff, uh, Beowulf, Ugh. Polar Express. It's a CGI where it's like, it's too... I don't like CGI. Me either. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I'm not into it. <laughs> um, I'm Googling heartbeeps. Oh, I just, I've never seen it. Just pull oh. up their faces. That's what I was. Oh, that's God. what I was entranced by. It's so bad. <laughs> but when you get so realistic, it's hard to see yourself in it. And I yeah. think that's the problem with whether it's robotics or CGI. It's just it. You lose it. But I liked Jim Carrey playing Andy Kaufman in uh, Man on the Moon. Very good turn. Did you know Nicolas Cage was originally supposed to do that? I recently heard that. Isn't that amazing? Oof. That was Bob Zamuda's pick. That would have been maybe for the hairline. I guess. But I guess that's all. I feel like it would have been almost better in the sense that it would have just been funnier. No, I thought he nailed it. Man on the Moon for me, it was just too, it was too like syrupy and nostalgic for a guy that was like the opposite of that. Hmm. Even though like, I feel like it was satisfying. It wasn't a bad movie at all, but like. It was a good movie. I just, 
I wanted it to be a little more Andy. Yeah. Did you read the book? No. <laughs> oh. I think he, yeah, I think he did a really good, I wouldn't call it an impression or an impersonation. It was just kind of like, he just nailed the vibe, yeah. not just of him, but just of that time, just like his pattern of speech. I think that was like, my favorite thing about it is that not only did he nail Andy Kaufman's pattern of speech, but if you go back to like that time period and like look at how people talked, mm-hmm. like there are these little minute differences in how people talk as decades go by. Like you'll see like 60s, 50s, 40s. And a lot of that is influenced by TV and film or whatever. But he nailed just like a pattern of speech of that time period that I thought was really fantastic and really put you into the time period more than you might have if he didn't. And you notice that with a lot of like movies that are filmed now, but take place in like the seventies or the eighties or whatever, they don't nail that like seventies or eighties manner of speech. Yeah. And that takes you out of it. Something as simple as that, which I, I don't know if you could like, it's very difficult to quantify it or like pinpoint it, but something like that can really take you out of it. Yeah. That always confuses me when you see people that like, you know, are older and you're like, why don't you still talk like that? (laughs) (laughs) Because they, they were talking about it because like that was how others talked and they, they no, totally, sort of mimic it. Like I want more of it. Yeah, I do I'm like, too. I'm like, why aren't you stuck in that time period? Like what time period are you? I, any what, of do them. You, what do you miss? Well, the, I love like the transatlantic, you know, like the, oh, yeah, that's the 50s. Totally gone. Like that's great. But it's, yeah, it's totally gone. But even if you like talk to like someone in their 80s or mm-hmm. 90s, they do have like a an accent, but like not as bad. I feel like old people is its own accent. Like yeah. there's, an, there's an old accent. Well, there's like, you disappointment. know, disappointment. Like, <laughs> <laughs> disappointed mixed with tired. Yeah. And I'd like the seventies and the sixties too. like have a very specific, mm-hmm. like the seventies definitely. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I look at my mom and I'm like, where'd it go? <laughs> Can you do it? <laughs> Is it still in there? <laughs> do it for my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to close it out. Any final words, y'all? Before we uh, split skedaddle, I'm going to give you guys like a a deep cut, comedy deep cut. Okay. Comedy deep cuts. Comedy deep cuts with Jenna Empcar. So old Del Close, you know. Old uh, Del Close, yes. Second City uh, King. Improv mastermind. Who Mm -hmm. you can probably thank for most of everyone that you know from this century that you think is funny. Uh, Kind of. They did. He did a movie called The Monitors in 1969 that's about like aliens invading and they're kind of act like hall monitors to mm-hmm. all of humanity. What? And it's on YouTube and I've tried watching it. Oh. <laughs> I haven't actually gotten through it, but it, it was less about the movie and more about me. <laughs> you as a I, person? Yeah, I had other shit to do basically, but I I still kind of want to watch it. And I feel like that's something I've never, I never heard about it until somebody brought it to my attention and was like, did you know? And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So hmm. now you all know. So if you're ever bored and you want to look on YouTube, Del Close made a freaking movie, man. Yeah. Huh. Alan oh. Arkin's in it. You know, I don't know if it's still on YouTube, but uh, I was able to find, Mitch Hedberg made a movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I've only seen clips of that. Yeah. I downloaded it. I've, I I downloaded a program so that I could download YouTube videos because I wanted to get it before it was gone. It right. only it was only ever screened like three times. A lot of comedy people and Todd Barry, yeah. etc. David Tell. Yeah. But that's if uh, 
I forget what it's even called. Uh, I forget Lo, what it's Los Enchiladas, I think. Something like that. It's like a name of like a, a Mexican restaurant. And yeah. it's like everybody in the film talks in Mitch Hedberg lines yeah. a little bit. Like I saw a clip where he's talking to like Todd Berry yeah. and they're both talking like Hedberg. Like yeah. it's it's this weird surreal universe where everybody just talks like Mitch Hedberg. It's like with uh, Mass and Anonymous, that film where everybody talks in like Bob Dylan lyrics. <laughs> it's like that kind of vibe, but Hedberg. It'd be like if yeah. Jack Handy made a movie. Oh God, please let him. Yeah, I would love. <laughs> that his, would be amazing. That book that came out recently uh, um, about Hawaii. Yeah. Great. Great book. Please someone make that a movie. Yeah. I'll volunteer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah Kickstart me. Yeah. Let's, let's all make it. A, let's make it together. Let's do that. We'll do that right after we do You Look Like movie. You Look Like. Coming out uh, next summer. We should just shoot that. Let's just Can make it. Can we just that. do it? Yeah. All right. Let's just shoot it. I'm into it. Do a little YouTube short for Smug Film. Yeah. You Look Like movie. Perfect. Yeah. I like it. Nice. All right, y'all. Are we supposed to plug anything or what are we doing? Yeah, well, let, All Anthony, right. let him have his final word Let's here. plug Mr. Anthony. He's got more things to plug than us. I just have one thing that I wanted to mention. Yeah. Uh, I just... Um, It'd be great if you just named like Life Cereal. <laughs> 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 like there's this great new cereal. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it was funny you say cereal. I, no, I don't. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I'm finishing working on a... Uh, a cartoon, a 30-minute... All right, that's uh, all the time we... <laughs> it's a 30-minute uh, animated stand-up comedy special. Uh, it's going to be called Anthony Kapfer, the animated stand-up comedy special. Nice. Uh, it's 30 minutes. It's it's me live doing comedy, and it's animated. Uh, Not I, CGI. No CGI involved. Uh, I animate stuff that's happening in the jokes, and there's like so there's like kind of a storyline before the, the set and after the set, and... Uh, so that's going to be on my website, I guess, anthonycapfer.com. Nice. And, uh, you animated it yourself? I did. I drew it and I animated it. I did all the voices. Look at you. I did the music. This guy. Yeah. Jack of all trades over here. Goddamn talented guy Sitting right next to us the whole time. This whole time. This whole time. Mr. Look at this guy. So yeah, we'll. Uh, so that'll be up there. Yeah, at and some when point. and when that is up, we will uh, link that on the site and uh, plug it on here. Maybe we'll have you back after we watch it. We I can hope talk so. a little bit. Talk about it. Maybe yeah. uh, I want to do like a web series that's based off of it. So maybe we'll work on some stuff too, guys. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got oh, shit. Our plate is full now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Between two features and two or three films, a couple animated things, yeah. and this, that, and the other. Bob's your uncle. Any dates you want to plug coming up? I mean, I'm I'm doing stuff pretty much every night. Um, that'll all be on my on my website and Twitter. yeah, you can you I, can I catch them damn near any day of the week in in New York City if you want to fly out to see Anthony yeah. Kaffer. Yeah, you can see him whenever you want, or this, call this, him and have him fly out to you. Yeah, I'll bring fly him out. out. I'll do private shows. When do you put this? <laughs> when does this go up? When is this? This up? will go up Monday. Okay, so I will have already done all my shows this weekend. <laughs> uh, well, people will see the yeah. fresh new weeks. Thing. I tweet. I tweet about them. You're about at a shows. Greenwich Greenwich Village Comedy Club a lot. Yeah, You're at a that's where I'll be this weekend. A couple other places. Okay, I'll probably be there Monday. I think okay. I might be there Monday night. All right. Well, if you're ever in town, just call Anthony up and he'll uh, do some jokes for you on the street if you he's got, not doing a... You got any Canadians that listen? I think we do, actually. Yeah, well, they gonna, like us. Next week, I'll be... Next Wednesday, I'll be in Toronto. I'm doing uh, Spirits. All right. There it's you good, go. good comedy show that I've done before. Come on, Canadians. Yeah, if you're in the Toronto area, check it out. Come see good old Antoine Kapfer. Yeah. Check it out. 
A. All right, y'all. Thank you for being on the show, Anthony. We'll have you on soon again. Thank you. And see you soon. Bye-bye.